ranked by U.S. News & World Report among the top 10 rehabilitation hospitals in the nation, Shepherd Center specializes in medical treatment, research, and rehabilitation for people with spinal cord injury and brain injury. As a service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. According to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society, more than 2 million people have MS worldwide. Cannabidiol is a non-psychoactive compound found in the cannabis plant often used by patients as an oil to manage the symptoms of some chronic conditions. Here to discuss the use of CBD products in managing the symptoms of MS is my guest, Dr. Ben Thrower. He's the medical director of Multiple Sclerosis Institute at Shepherd Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Thrower. So give us a little background on MS and what are some of the more challenging symptoms that you see? Great. Thank you so much for having me uh, on today. So multiple sclerosis is a varied condition from one uh, individual to the next. Some of the things, though, that we do see that are more common would be sensory symptoms, numbness, tingling. Unfortunately, some of these sensory symptoms can be quite painful. So there's not just plain old numbness, but there can be uh, a burning sensation. Uh, some of the other things that are, are common with multiple sclerosis would be increased muscle tone or spasming that can, can leave people with very painful cramping throughout the day and night. We see cognitive issues with multiple sclerosis, trouble with, with memory, with processing speed. One of the things that is more obvious to the public uh, might be uh, mobility issues. So people that need a cane, a walker, a wheelchair, a power chair to help get around. W within that umbrella of multiple sclerosis, though, we see so many varied patterns from one person to the next. We hear about the many medications that patients with MS are on and this, you know, sometimes even cocktail, but it's getting much more advanced. So just generally, what are some of the typical medications or how many medications are they typically on to deal with some of these challenging symptoms? So the science has advanced rapidly in our ability to manage multiple sclerosis. We don't have a cure yet, but we are getting closer. We now have 16 FDA-approved treatment options in the United States for altering the long-term course of multiple sclerosis. So one of the goals with MS would be to stop the progression in its tracks, to not let things advance any further. There are two other buckets of treatment that we see out there, and that would be symptom management. So managing some of those things that I mentioned earlier, like spasticity and the burning sort of hypersensitivity. And then the, the third bucket would be actually treating acute attacks. So if someone woke up with a new neurological symptom, we can use things like steroid medications to hopefully shorten the duration of those symptoms. The average person with multiple sclerosis is on about six different medications just for their MS, and that's not counting other health conditions. And that can be both a blessing and a challenge in that you know, we, don't, we have to be cautious about uh, using so many medications and then worrying about side effects and, uh, of different drugs and drug interactions also. So then tell us a little bit about cannabidiol and this non-psychoactive compound found in the cannabis plant. How can it possibly help MS patients? So there's been a lot of interest uh, in recent years uh, in 
the broad class of chemicals called cannabinoids. And so cannabinoids are there are the some of the chemical ingredients in the cannabis plant. There are over 400 cannabinoids. The two that have been most focused on are cannabidiol or CBD and then THC. THC would be the psychoactive part that, that you know people are, are more familiar with. Cannabidiol, as you mentioned, is the non-psychoactive uh, part of the, the plant. And so th- there is a quite a body of literature out there looking at the use of cannabinoids to manage certain multiple sclerosis symptoms. Most commonly, we think of, of CBD as being something that we might use in the management of spasticity or in the management of these, these painful sort of uh, areas of hypersensitivity in people with multiple sclerosis. So when we talked about those three buckets of MS treatment, managing relapses, managing symptoms, and then changing long-term course, we would typically think of CBD as fitting in that second bucket or managing symptoms. So how is it administered? What's its effect on the body? And is this a controversial, you know, type of thing to use? So the the use of cannabinoids, the bigger class, is is can be a little bit controversial and also a little bit confusing. 43 states in the United States now have some sort of law on the book regarding the the use of medical cannabis, whether it's CBD or the whole plant material. And those laws vary from state to state. And many of those laws actually contradict what the federal law says. So it leaves individuals very confused. It leaves healthcare providers very, very confused at times. CBD can be administered as most commonly as an oil, which is taken by mouth. It would come in a small bottle, and you would have something like a a medicine dropper. It looks like an eyedropper to to put the medicine under the tongue. There are forms out there in a a vaporizer so that you could have put that into an inhaled form. There are edible forms as well, but but most commonly, uh, individuals with MS are using an, an oil form that uh, through a medicine dropper. So, is this something that now will go along with their medications, or only used as needed for certain symptoms? So, we think of of CBD as fitting in for symptom management, like for the the spasticity or or pain, and it could be either used on an as needed basis or as a maintenance medication. The, the challenge for us right now is, is finding reliable sources for people to obtain the oil and then to hopefully being able to partner with whoever's providing that oil to, to help guide the, the individual with MS. Personally, what I would like to do if, if I have an individual with MS who's already on some symptomatic medications is I would like to add the oil to their existing regimen see how they do with it, and then hopefully be able to back off on some of their other prescription medications. Dr. Thrower, do you see, and I know this is based on upcoming studies, do you see that it might have an effect in the long term, or is it simply palliative in nature? There is a lot of interest out there in in cannabinoids for, for the long-term management of MS, in other words, fitting into that third bucket, can we actually change the course of MS and do more than just symptom management? The background for that is that humans do have something called the endocannabinoid system. We have chemicals in our body made naturally that look like some of these cannabinoids. 
and they seem to function primarily in the central nervous system, but interestingly also in the immune system. And so there is quite a bit of interest out there in potentially using cannabinoids to tone down the immune overactivity of multiple sclerosis. On paper, it looks very promising. To date, no one's been able to definitively show that, but it is certainly an area of quite a bit of interest. Does someone need a medical marijuana prescription to take CBD? So this is, again, where things get a little bit confusing. There is a federal law that was passed in 2014 uh, called the the CBD oil sort of uh, uh, act, if you will, that allowed for the production of CBD oil from hemp. Hemp is a subspecies of of cannabis that actually the, the hemp plant produces very little THC. So at least one federal law says that CBD can be purchased legally in all 50 states. In spite of that, CBD is still listed as a a Schedule I compound, which would put it with heroin and cocaine and things like that. So this is, again, where the, the sometimes the laws are very contradictory. That said, CBD, there are a number of sites out there where you can purchase pure CBD oil without THC in it. It is a case of buyer beware. So the FDA has sent out some warning letters to different manufacturers who probably were not producing uh, legitimate CBD oil or maybe what they said was in the bottle was not actually in the bottle. So you do, ideally, you'd like to see a laboratory certificate from the the, uh, manufacturer that says that this is a, a reliable source of CBD. When you get into compounds with THC in it, um, that's where you're going to have to look at your state laws and see, you know, what what does the individual state say and how would you uh, go about legally having access to that. For us here in Georgia, we have the low THC CBD oil law saying that for 15 different health conditions, if you are registered with the state, you can possess CBD oil with up to 5% THC in it. Are there any side effects? Does it give a bit of a high as as if you were using another one of the cannabinoids, or is this something different? So pure CBD oil is is non-psychoactive, so people cannot get high from it. We do hear people sometimes say they have a sort of a calming effect with it, but nothing that would impair your cognition or driving ability. Once you get into uh, compounds or oils, where there is THC, then you do have to start looking at that potential that someone could actually have a, a sort of a euphoric effect or, or actually get high from it. The other, we typically think of some of these cannabinoids as having an anti-nausea effect. Many of the states that where there is, is some sort of cannabis legislation, they have seen an increase in people reporting this paradoxical Uh, increase in nausea. And that's usually a result of excessive THC use. So people ended up in the emergency room with cycles of nausea and vomiting because they're using too much of a THC uh, uh, compound. The treatment for that is just simply taking, getting them on a a less THC or taking it away altogether. Dr. Thrower, wrap it up for us. With your best advice and information on CBD products in managing multiple sclerosis, what you want people to know and what questions you would like them to ask their physician if there's somebody with MS and they're dealing with some of these symptoms that they're having trouble and challenging managing these symptoms, what you want them to ask about CBD. 
I would advise people with multiple sclerosis to become very knowledgeable about their individual state's laws. What is on the book? What are you, what are you allowed to have? And then try to, to uh, discuss that with their treating neurologist or healthcare team. If you have symptoms from multiple sclerosis, like, like pain or spasticity, that might be amenable to treatment with a, a CBD product, talk to your healthcare team. At the same time, I would, uh, would ask, be patient with your healthcare team that, you know, this whole area is evolving so rapidly. And for a lot of people, they didn't receive training in medical school or nursing school or PA school uh, on uh, cannabinoids and where they might fit into the, uh, to the use in, in multiple sclerosis or other health conditions. So I would say, know your local laws, look at your resources that are out there, try to partner with your healthcare team. And then if you do, end up using a CBD or CBD THC product, do your homework. Make sure that you're getting that from a reliable source. If possible, you want to see laboratory certificates to show that this is what you think it is. Thank you so much. It's really interesting information and so important for people to learn about these different advancements. This is Shepherd Center Radio. For more information, please visit shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.